All right, lift one hand together. Let's say this together. Our Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation that is found in your Son. We say there is no confusion. There is no distraction in this atmosphere. Everyone can behold you as we see ourselves in you. There is light. There is clarity. And we, can, and we are edified as him alone. Is glorified. glorified. Amen. 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 All right. Walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. Praise God. All right. So we continue from where we stop. Walking in the spirit. And um, we've done, I think, two sections now. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if you have listened to that, we're all right. Cool. So there's a clear distinction. Let me just start off very quickly by saying there is a very clear distinction in humanity. And the number one distinction is the believer in Christ who is saved by faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is a child of God, who has received the indwelling of the Spirit. That is the number one distinction. The number two is that the unbeliever, a child of disobedience to the gospel, whose desires and actions are under the influence of the prince of the power of the year. You see that in Ephesians 2, verse 2. So, there is a clear distinction in humanity. And I've always told us, I said, that um, a man who has believed the gospel is a child of obedience. I don't know if you remember that. And a man who hasn't believed the gospel is a child of disobedience. So, in Romans 12 verse 2, our anchor text for this series, Romans 12 verse 2. Let's open our Bibles quickly to Romans 12 verse 2, our anchor text for this series. It says, And being not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may be able to prove what is acceptable, What is acceptable and perfect will of God. And I said to us, I said that um, Paul in his writings made us to see. And I said that word do not be conformed there is from the Greek word shutimasizo. And it implies to act like, to assume a form. To remake oneself. Uh, and, and the best example of this would be those who are homosexual. They are acting like something. And I give you a description. And I'm deliberately saying that because so, we live in a time and age right now where um, you have to even ask questions. If you are liking somebody now, you, you have to ask questions and say, are you sure you are a woman? <laughs> Are you sure you are a man? <laughs> you know, <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and you know, it's it's, it's, it's serious. It's, it's it's really a serious time. So he says, do not be conformed. And I said that will conform. The Greek is shutimasizo, and it implies to act like, to assume a form, to remake oneself into what one is not, to look for another pattern. Or to be fashioned like another. To look for another pattern. Or to be fashioned like another. And I said it is used to describe a lifestyle of another. So when you are trying to act in a lifestyle, you are trying to act and fashion yourself to a lifestyle that is not yours, you are shooting matizo. <laughs> you are remaking yourself. You are removing yourself. So, um, it's just like, and, and I told you in First Peter 1 verse 14, it says, not fashioning yourself according to your former lust. Not fashioning yourself according to your former lust. So that is, and that is an instruction Peter gave the believers in Christ that reflects his conduct and lifestyle. So the reality of who the believer is, is seen right from salvation. We've done series on basis of Christianity. You can lay your hands on that. We did the reality of the world, the reality of the indwelling of the Spirit, the reality of all of those things. And 
So your reality is found from salvation. And I told you something. Some of you were here last night. I said that a man start living the very minute he got born again. That is the actual birth. He start living the very minute he got born again. Born again is what gives a man life. So, after salvation, so before salvation, before salvation, sorry, our desires, lifestyle, were a function of the influences received from the world. Before salvation, our desires and lifestyle were a function of the influences received from the world. The spirit that walk in the children of disobedience. That's why you see, how many of you have seen things on TikTok or social media these days and you just be wondering how do people think about this? How many of you, you just seen some weird stuff and you're just wondering, man, how did you come about this evil stuff? This evil dressing, this, you can't blame them. Something is working within them that is not working with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Something is working within them that is not working with you. Before salvation, our desires and lifestyle were a function of the influences received from the world. So that is the impulse and the activities you would, or the, or the, or your actions, your lifestyle will be fashioned by the world. You'll be able to pick strange things from YouTube. You'll be able to pick strange things from Twitter. You'll be able to pick strange things from Snapchat. Now, Snapchat is even more trained than these days. Uh, they said it's for high schoolers to, so that people cannot track their chats. I, I, think, I think I'm right, right? The, the, a lot of high schoolers use Snapchat so that you don't, so that it is easily deletable. You just, say, you just wipe off so you don't know what they are doing these days on, on Snapchat. So a whole lot is going on. That's why somebody can just wake up with a desire to say he wants to be a porn star. Why? You don't have that kind of spirit to make you that way. So the very minute you want to pattern your life according to the dictate of YouTube, according to the dictate of TikTok, according to the dictate of all of those things, Something is going wrong. Are you getting me? You are, you, are, you, are, you are doing what Peter said in 1 Peter 1 verse 8. You are patterning your life according to your former lust. Your former lust. So, after salvation, the conduct of the believer ought to reflect the new nature in Christ. Your conduct, your actions, your way and pattern of life ought to reflect the new nature in Christ. Because we have received the indwelling of the Spirit of God. Say, I've received the indwelling of the Spirit of God. You've received the new dwelling of the Spirit of God. The man born again is born of the Spirit. You have received the indwelling of the Spirit of God. So you cannot pattern and function or move according to the dictate of this life. No, you can't. A lot of people pick strange influences from YouTube, from all of these things these days, and you're wondering, you know, some people, you'll be wondering, even some, some secular musicians, you'll be wondering, ah, how did these guys get their lyrics from? They compose it, they do all of these things, and you'll be wondering, how? <laughs> Something is working within them that is not working with you. What works with you is some seems and spiritual songs. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you want, I don't know, does that thought come to you? You just want, ah, have the world gone this far? I think in the first session of this series, we're, we're talking and we're saying, the devils are now giving people degrees in school. My Lord and my God. <laughs> there is so... There is a lot, there is a lot that is going on. A whole lot. And we, we, if we are not careful, we are going to, 
we are going to catch the bug. If you are not careful, because we, we relate with them, they are in our schools, they are in our, in our, in our job place, in our workplace, they are in our daily place, they are in our day-to-day -day activities. You can't separate yourself from the entire world. Are you getting what I'm saying? So before you know it, you just discover you're just saying some slangs and you're just wondering, where did I get this from? Sometimes you have to watch your actions. You can't trace it. Where did I get this from? When you start seeing yourself behaving in a strange way, where did this come from? Some of you never used to, used to use the F word, but suddenly you started using the F word. Why? That is not you. So you say, hey, but there's nothing with the F word. Really? Can you use the F word to preach? <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people just develop a strange craving. You know, I, there's something that was on my heart a couple of months ago. And I was looking at how we grew up as a young child. I, I have friends. We grew up together. We went to school together. We did elementary school, high schools, you know. But when we got to college, uh, that's, that's in Nigeria right now, not, not here. When we got to college, there was just something different. M my friends who we, who we were both, so because some of them went to college before me. Now, so when I went to meet them in college those times, some of my friends who we finished together, who we both criticized, you know, we're young. When we see a man drinking those times, we're like, ah, bad people, you know? There were just things like that. And I found out that my friends are now drinking. What happened to what we used to say when we were in secondary school or in elementary or in high school that, ah, you know, when we see people drinking, we'll be like, ah, ah, we'll, we'll be like, hey, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. What happened? I was thinking about it so a couple of months ago. What happened? My friends who we don't used to... I mean, I can't say they are my friends anymore now. But <laughs> I mean, but then I was just like, what happened? We used to... We used to... In secondary school then, we, there were things we couldn't do. But there's just something about this world. And that's like freedom. Once you just have... That bug of freedom. You're out of your parents' confines. You're out of the place where nobody can tell you, drop your phone down, this and that. This, this just one thing that just come on you. A free spirit. You want to try. Everybody says, I want to try a new thing. I just want to explore. You find that word. That, that, that word started trending then. Explore. I want to explore. You see, you see college students. 18 years. They're just resuming college. Freshmen, 18 years, 17 years, 16 years. I mean, in America today, you have to be at least 17, 18 to enter college. But when we were, for where I came from, you can be 15 and enter college. <laughs> I hear you what I'm saying. Now, 19 years old are finishing um, their first degree, you know, uh, weird things happen in this world. Anyway. You see young people, I, I remember sometimes we used to do outreaches um, in Indiana then. You see, if you find young people saying, I want to explore. Explore what? What are you trying to explore? And that's because now, their parents are no longer controlling their lives anymore. Putting them in that check. Are you getting what I'm saying? Their parents are no longer telling them, oh, you cannot go out, you cannot go this, you cannot text that guy, you cannot do this. Now they're not in college. They just feel <laughs> time to let loose. And the devil is an expert in these things. See, I tell it some of you, and I, and I say this a lot, you can't outsmart the devil in the flesh. It's not possible. That is his, it is like saying, he's too experienced to know what to do in that area. That is his area of specialization. He's too experienced to know. So with and that's what so I was not trying to trace it. What happened? I found out that a lot of us then we just caught the bug. We caught the bug. They just, they just all in the beat of I'm free, I'm a free man now. I, I I mean I don't have to the only thing you know in high school now the, if you miss a class you serve the tension, 
then your parents would receive a mail, they will talk to you in high school, they'll talk to you and say, why did you not do this? They'll report to your parent. But now in college, the only thing that is going to happen is if you do not come to class from the first session to the last one, your parent doesn't know. All that will happen is if it is channel, if it is not attendance, if it's not a class that deals with attendance, you are good to go. You know? And outside that, you could imagine not to attend the class. You should not be lucky. That kind of class is a class where you are not taking exams, you're just taking quizzes and doing projects. You know, that alone has already given you freedom. I I don't know how to say it, but I think I will get the word as I uh, as we progress in this series. There's just something about freedom you must be careful of. That um, you don't want to be too and I've been saying it. You don't want to be too tight up. I don't want to be too. Uh, why are you? Why are you controlling? Why are we submitting reports? Why are we doing this and that? Why we, you, you're just trying to control our life. The devil is the is the is the is the god of freedom. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't want to use that word, but that, that might not be the right word. But I, I might place. It, I would look for the, the right word to place it as as we progress in this series. There's just something about that I want to explore. You find college students say, "I want 18 years old. What do you want to explore?" And guess what they want to explore? Guess it. They want to party, night party. That's what they are exploring. They want to smoke. They want to drink. They want to probably go to club. They want to have sex. That's all. Does he pass that? Or they want to draw tattoo somewhere where it's hidden in their body where their parents will not see it. You know, a lot of college students do that. They will draw tattoo in their breasts so that nobody will see it. Then only you will see it in nightclub. <laughs> only you will see it in the nightclub. I don't know the meaning of tattoo. What, what's, what's the meaning? You draw butterfly. For what? <laughs> Some draw snake. Self-expression. You know, this, this spirit of this world, it's, it's something we need to be careful of. We really need to be careful of it. We really need to. We need to. We need to be careful for the spirit of this world. We need to. So all the all in the name of exploring, they're just like, ah, I want to let loose. You now see them wearing thumb top, thumb top, exposing their belly. What what what's that? The weather. Why should a woman dress and leave your belly open? Why? No, tell me. What fashion? What in the name of fashion is that? Is that not a woman's private part? Or belly is no more. You know this world now. The world we are living in now is making you feel like your belly is not part of your private part. No, I'm serious. Now, I, I told you last week, I said as a woman, now in this kind of world today now, as a woman now, the only part that is private now is your nipples. Other part you can show it. And there's nothing wrong. In this world that we live in today, very soon, watch what I'm saying. People will be walking naked and there will be no problem. In this... They have already started doing it. They have shows where they do it. People even. They just wear nets. People show their nipple. Men are brethren. No. What side of social media am I on? Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't understand. So, there is now a naked show where eh? it's been around. Ah! ah may, may I never? 
Mene out. If you are listening to this message, don't go and check that kind of thing. <laughs> Don't go and let your curiosity be leading you to what is not to. And that is, that is, now see, I told you, now see, that is, exa- I told you, there is something that came to this world around 2016, 17, 18, 19. And the culture, the movies that were sent to us were portraying strongly the gay culture. They were, it was like saying because Donald Trump's government resisted the gay culture, they now went with movies. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. They now used movies to portray so much. There is virtually no movie released around that season that was no gay. Before, prior to 2016, 2017, if you see a movie where a man, you're like, ew. Like, what's going on? Now, if you see the movie, you are watching it, you don't care again. That is what they wanted. That's what they wanted. Now, you will now be seeing college life. You will be finding a lot of college life. Sex inside college schools. Party life. um, Smoking, drinking. And still be going to classes and be doing this. Imagine an high schooler watching that before they leave high school. That's all that is going to be in their mind. I want to go let loose. They're, they're even doing it in high schools. Wow, even in middle school? <laughs> 14 and pregnant. <laughs> God. What is this world turning into? And now see, Christians, now if we are not careful, if we don't teach God's word properly, Christians are veering into it gradually. And, it, and let me tell you, this thing is starting from the pulpit. Only the name, I told you last week, the last, the last, in the last section, I told you I said, pastors are not even making this right. Pastors in our day today, instead of making sure that the church is an only place where we are not conforming. Pastors are now dressing like the world, wearing crazy jeans to the pulpit. You will see a choir leader tattooing their body, even the pastor tattooing their body, lifting it up and saying, there is nothing wrong with it, just come to Jesus. Come to, come to which Jesus? So, you will not find them saying, this kind of church, they are too, nah, you people pray too much. Nah, I ain't doing this kind of thing. All of you guys just, just be shouting in touch. They want to go to where they will. Praise the Lord now. Somebody, come on. Welcome to church. Where? No prayer. Welcome to church. I told you, I went to a church last year. All they does is, welcome to church. We have come to... It, it, just, that's what they just singing, singing. No prayer. After we sang and sang and sang, they just gave us short word. After short word, we ate cookies and we went to... It's the cookies part I like most. Cookies and lemonade. <laughs> that was the part I like most. Somebody not... Now, imagine something. Somebody recently left Nigeria. I saw the person... I, I, I just saw the random reel on Instagram. Somebody recently left Nigeria, went to Canada, and said, wow, church in Canada is better than church in, in Nigeria. Guess why? The, guess why? The person went to service, sat down, they only worshipped. After they worship, they serve food. She said, in my own church back in Nigeria, they will not serve food. Are you mad? Why did you come to church to serve food? If we are not careful, we will catch the bug. We will catch the bug unconsciously. You will not know when you will just be saying F-word because you have watched a lot of movies with F-words. You will not know when you two, you start doubting your sexuality. You will know. You will just say, I don't think I'm a man. <laughs> Where am I a woman? <laughs> you will know. That's because you watch so many movies in that line. 
You see, I trust God by the power of the Spirit. College students will be saved in all over North America. God's glory is working and permeating through every schools, every colleges, every high schools by the power in the name of Jesus. We are going to pray about that. We will pray. We are going to arrest the heart of the young men in prayers. In the next five years, the tide will change. Mark what I said. We are going to give ourselves to prayer about this and the tide will change. Young men will be on fire for God. There will be revivers in campuses. You see young people, instead of exploring, they will be exploring Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? You find people going to colleges. Back in the day, people would be looking for fellowship to attend in colleges. Now, people are looking for clubs to join, associations to belong to. Churches are no more part of their plan. It's changing. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's changing. So the man born again, is born of the spirit. Say, I am born of the spirit. So, I said to you, I said, the new birth is the work of the spirit in the heart of a man. It's the work of the spirit. That is, the man who was dead in sin now received life by receiving the spirit. You have received life by receiving the spirit. In, in, so, the believer is in the spirit. Say, I am in the spirit. You are in the spirit all the time. You are in the spirit. You are in the spirit. You are in the spirit all the time. In 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. 1 Corinthians 3, 16. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16. It says, Know ye not that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So you are the temple of God. Say, I'm the temple of God. So the believer is regarded as the temple of God. The Spirit of God dwells in him. The Spirit of God dwells in him. So receiving the Spirit of God is being in the Spirit. Romans 8, verse 9. Romans 8, verse 9. Romans 8, verse 9. He says, but ye are not in the flesh. Hallelujah. Say, I am not in the flesh. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. A lot of believers are suffering from identity crisis. Identity crisis is such that they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. That's why you find a believer getting depressed. A believer cannot be depressed because he is in the spirit. He says the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, but it's in righteousness and joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14. The key, so we have joy always. Glory to God. We have joy always. So the believer must learn to see himself in who he is. A lot of people are suffering from identity crisis. Identity crisis such like they are saying they are sanguine, choleric, all of those things. Securious, cancer, Aries, Libra. No, that's not the believer in Christ. The believer is born of the Spirit. Say, I'm born of the Spirit. Not sounding like you mean it. You are born of the Spirit. You are born of the Spirit. You are born of the Spirit. So the Spirit is in the believer and the believer is in the Spirit. And that is showing you an inseparable union. So just as Jesus taught in John 14 verse 16, when he said the indwelling of the Spirit is forever. Romans 8 verse 16. Romans 8 verse 16. Romans 8 verse 16 said, The Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Beareth witness was translated from the Greek word that implies a joint evidence. So that word bear with me means a joint evidence. It means two as one, as one witness. So that is the spirit and our spirit are one. So there is nothing like my spirit and God's spirit. No, it is already one. Your spirit is God's spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why you can receive a leading. That's why God can talk to you. That's why you can be supernaturally led. That's why you can know what to do. See, I'll tell you this today. There is no believer that doesn't know what is right. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you are doing what is wrong, you know it. 
you know it because there is a spirit in you that beareth witness. You know it. You know it. See, it can it can see they, this thing is beyond even what I can explain. It can even be a little action. Maybe, maybe you want to text something. You just know, don't say this one. There is something within you that know. And these days, a lot of people revenge. Where did you get revenge from? Revenge is the work of the flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? You did something to this person, you want to do something back to this person? No! You are born of the Spirit. You walk in love always. We're going to get there. So the Spirit and our Spirit are one and the same. So one will never be able to distinguish between the Spirit of God and the Spirit of the believer in Christ. Because we are born of the Spirit. Say, I'm born of the Spirit. We are born of the Spirit. So the Spirit is in the believer. The Spirit that is in the believer is the Spirit of God. The one and self-same Spirit. Look at Ephesians 2 verse 10. 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 It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, that we should have before ordained that we should walk in them. It says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works. So the believer is the workmanship of God, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which he had before then that we should walk with them. So by virtue of the new birth, a path has been made for the believer to walk in. By virtue of the new birth, a path has been made for the believer to walk in. And I use an example. I said it's just like a road. A road has been constructed for us. And we are just following the GPS, right? We're just following the map. We, a path has been created for that believer to walk in. So, what are the good works? The good works are the works of the Spirit of Christ. So, when he says, we are the workmanship created in Christ unto good works. So, the good works are the works of the Spirit of Christ. The good works are the works of the Spirit of Christ and the believer. Hence, our good works are by default natural to us. Say good works. You're not saying like you mean it. Say good works. No, you're not saying like you Good works are natural to me. You're not saying like you mean Good works are natural to me. They are natural to you. So the work of the believer is a result of his nature. The work of the believer is a result of his nature. The indwelling of the Spirit by faith in Christ. So, Paul's instruction for us is to walk in the Spirit. And it's built on the fact of the indwelling of the Spirit to receive our salvation. So, you know, you cannot walk in the Spirit because if you have not received the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why I'm telling you, you are born of the Spirit. It is because you are born of the Spirit, that's why you can walk in the Spirit. So you can naturally do good works. You can do... So what flows from the believer are good things. What flows from the believer are good words. What flows from the believers are not vulgar words. Are you getting it? What flows from the believers are blessings. Are you getting this? What flows from the believers is a love work. The work of the Spirit. Are you seeing that? Because you are naturally born for good works. So the ability to walk in the Spirit came with the indwelling of the Spirit. The ability to walk in the Spirit came with the indwelling of the Spirit. So it is natural for every one of us and everyone under the sound of my voice to walk in the Spirit. Because the ability to walk in the Spirit came with the indwelling of the Spirit. And the indwelling of the Spirit is already with you. Say the indwelling of the Spirit is with me. Is it you? Because you are born of the Spirit. You are born of the Spirit. You are born of the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I'm born of the Spirit. I'm born of the Spirit. I am born of the Spirit. I am born of the Spirit. I walk in the Spirit. 
all the time. I produce good works. I produce good works. I produce good works. Remember I told you, I said the good works are the works of the Spirit of Christ in the believer. They are the result of his nature. So now what is walking in the Spirit? What is walking in the Spirit? Look at Galatians 5 verse 16. Galatians 5 verse 16. What is walking in the Spirit? Galatians 5 verse 16. Galatians 5 verse 16. It says, This I say then, walk. Are you there? I'll wait for you. Galatians 5 verse 16. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to the one of the and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Verse 18. But if ye are led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. Of the which I fear you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also do what? Walk in the Spirit. Let us be desirous let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Look at in verse 16. Paul gives an instruction to the believer to walk in the Spirit. And remember I said, the word walk there implies to tread on a path created for one. Walk in verse 16, when it says walk in the Spirit, it implies treading on the path or tread on a path created for one to conduct oneself in a manner to conduct yourself in a manner i don't expect any any member of this our local church to act weirdly on social media no you can't be talking loosely on social media who's your pastor no you can't do that are you getting what i'm saying you can't do such a thing i don't expect you to be commenting on issues that does not concern you on social media no you, it, it implies a tread on a path created for one to conduct oneself in a manner. Hence, that is the phrase walking walk in the spirit implies to conduct one's thoughts. So you are going, so walk in the spirit means to conduct one's thoughts, one's word, one's lifestyle from the spirit. So that is, every of your actions will be by the Spirit. Your words, your thoughts, your lifestyle from the Spirit. From the Spirit. From the Spirit. So let's examine the use of the word, the Spirit, in the same letter. Look at how he used, we want to examine the use of the word, the Spirit. Paul said, the believers received the Spirit in Galatians 3 verse 2, where it says, I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit. That we have received the Spirit. Galatians 3 verse 2. The believers received the Spirit by the hearing of faith. So the hearing of faith refers to what? The message of faith that is the gospel of Jesus. So look at it, Galatians 3 verse 2. It says, This only would I learn of you, receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So we have received the Spirit by the hearing of faith. And how did we receive the Spirit of faith? It, by the hearing of faith. By hearing God's word. Look at it in Romans 10, verse 8 to 9. Romans 10, verse 8 to 9. Romans 10, verse 8 to 9. It says, Romans 10, verse 8 to 9. But what saith thee? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. 
that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and thou shalt believe with thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That is how we receive the year. Of so at salvation, the believer began in the spirit. See, I began in the spirit. So at salvation, the believer began in the spirit. Look at Galatians 3 verse 3. Let's go back to Galatians 3 verse 3. Galatians 3 verse 3. Galatians 3 verse 3. Are you there? You should be fast. You should learn how to open scriptures. Galatians 3 verse 3. Galatians 3 verse 3. It says, Are ye so foolish? Have we begun in the spirit? Are ye now made perfect in the flesh? So we began in the spirit. Say, I began in the spirit. Remember what John told us in John 3 when he said, any man who is born again is born of the water and the spirit, right? So we're born of the spirit. So if you're born of the spirit, it means you started in the spirit, right? So that is you started your salvation work in the spirit. So you were born of the spirit. Say, I'm born of the spirit. I am born in the spirit. I am born by the spirit. And I began in the spirit. You began in the spirit. You began in the spirit. So you are alive in the spirit. You are alive in the spirit. So, that means you can walk in the spirit. You can walk in the spirit. Look at it in Galatians 5 verse 25. Galatians 5 verse 25. Galatians 5 verse 25. Are you there? Galatians 5 verse 25. It says, if we live in the spirit, let us also do what? Everybody, let us also do what? Walk in the spirit. Because we live in the spirit. The word lived here is translated from the Greek word zaho, Z-A-O, 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 which implies to come alive, to exist, to come alive, to exist. So that is, the believer is alive in the spirit. Hallelujah. We are alive in the spirit. That word if there, when it says if we live in the spirit, that word if there in the above text can be better rendered as since because he was talking with a conversation. So we, we can change that word from if to since we live in the spirit because it was it was talking from a conversation from verse 24 when it says, And they that have of Christ have crucified the flesh and with the affections and the lost. So we can simply say, since we live in the Spirit, because He has already made us to understand in Galatians 3 that we began in the Spirit. So we live in the Spirit. So that word first can be better rendered as sin. So since we live in the Spirit. So Paul's instruction in verse 16, Galatians 5 verse 16, was built on the premise, on the premise that the believer is alive in the Spirit. See, I'm alive in the Spirit. You're not saying like you mean it. I'm alive in the spirit. It's built on the premise that the believer is alive in the spirit. So, it is expected that the believer walks in his nature. Because he's alive in the spirit. So, this walk refers to the Christ expressed. So, us walking in the spirit refers to Christ being expressed in our thoughts. In our words, in our actions, our actions remain our character. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that is because we live in the spirit, we are of the spirit, our actions, things that are with us must produce actions of the spirit. Actions of the spirit, thoughts of the spirit. Not that you are thinking evil in your mind. Not that you are thinking you are just angry with somebody. Unforgiveness is harboring in your heart. That's the work of the flesh. Are you getting that? Yes, Unforgiveness, lust, of, lust and desires of so many things are just harboring in your mind. That's the flesh. You live in the spirit. Always remind yourself that you live in the spirit. Say, I live in the spirit. Live. You live in the spirit. So now, in that Galatians 5 verse 16, it says, Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So he was explaining the thumb, flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit. It says, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there are two distinctions there. That is the flesh and the spirit. Flesh and the spirit. So Paul makes a distinction between the flesh and the spirit. And I've told you when I started 
my uh, when I started today, I said there are two distinctions with humanity, right? The believer and the unbeliever. So can we safely say the flesh? What would the flesh signify now? The unbeliever, right? The spirit will signify what? The believer. Alright. So the flesh and the spirit. So when he now says that uh, in verse 21, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I've told you a time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That can be better rendered in the original text. In the original text, it just simply means that which does such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It was It's better read that in the original text. So in the original text of this word, it means that that which does such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So he was not discussing persons, individuals, much as distinguishing between the flesh and the spirit, which determines man's action. So he was distinguishing between the flesh and the spirit. Which determines man's action. So now in Galatians 3 verse 2, Paul explained the flesh as not having the spirit. And that's a result of unbelief. A man who, who is walking in the flesh is unbelief to the gospel, right? Uh-huh. So while he uses the term the spirit, is received by faith with the gospel. Galatians 3, you can see that in Galatians 3 verse 2 to 3. In Galatians, look at Galatians 5 verse 18. It says, but if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. So he's explaining that a man that is led by the Spirit is not under the law. Where did he get this narrative from? Where, where is he getting this from? Remember, I've always told you that many of these writings are from the Old Testament. I've always told you that, right? So where was he getting this from? Look at something. He used that word led in Romans 8. So it shows that he's conversant in his writer. Let's see where he used it again in Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 14 to 16. It says, but if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the Lord. He's using that word led. Let's see. He used that word led again. Look at it in Romans 8. Verse 14 to 16. It says, For as many as are led, he used that word led, by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Glory to God. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Habba fire. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That word led is from the Greek word ago, A G O. A-G-O, ago. It, it implies to be carried or born. Born, that is B-O-R-N-E. B-O-R-N-E, born. The wish to be carried or born. Now, and he built his premise in this verse 14 where he says, um, for as many that are led by the Spirit of God, he built his premise from Romans 1, Verse 1 to 13. Time will fill me. I would have loved to read it. Romans 1 verse 1 to 13. You can read that on your own. So from verse 1. Let's read it. Look at Romans 1 verse. Romans 8. Sorry. It says. There is therefore now no condemnation to them. Which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh. Are you seeing that Paul used the two distinctions again. Who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. So, that is, there is the flesh and the spirit. However, those in Christ, right, walk after the spirit. Can we say that? All right. Look at in verse 2. It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So, he mentions the law. Law will mean principle of sin and death and the principle of faith. So, his mention of sin and death. You, this is mention of sin and death in this verse 2. You will find it also in Romans 5 verse 12. Romans 5 verse 12. It says, For by one man's sin entered into this world, and death passed upon all that have sinned, and so death passed upon all men for all that have sinned. So Paul explained Adam's sin of unbelief as that which brought death. So the law of sin and death 
the flesh is in reference. So when we say the law of sin and death, when we say the flesh is in reference to unbelief towards the gospel. How many of you understand that now? So when we say the law of sin and so you say, for the law of the spirit of life, go back to that Romans 8 verse 2, when it says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Can we simply say, I am now free from the flesh? Right? Can we simply say, I am free from unbelief towards the gospel? All right, cool. Because you have been taken away. So, the law of the sin of the, the flesh is a reference to the unbelief towards the gospel, thereby addressing the unsaved man. Now, look at verse 3. It says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in likeness of sinful flesh, for the sin condemned sin in the flesh, for the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh. Can we safely say, who walk after those who have not believed the gospel? Children of disobedience, right? Right? Unbelievers, right? Um, sin and death, right? But after the Spirit, after the Spirit, believers, right? Men who have believed the gospel, born again people, right? How many of you are getting this? How many of you are getting this? I just need to be sure. All right, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Are you seeing it? Can we simply say unbelievers mind the things of the flesh, right? Can we, can we say that? Can we say unbelievers mind the things of this world, right? Right? All right. But they that are after the spirit, the things of what? The spirit. So to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So can we say the carnally minded men are the unbelievers? Men in the flesh, right? Can we say, but those, but to be spiritually minded, can we say spirit, right? Believers, men who are saved, right? Alright. It says, verse 7, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Verse 8. But then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Can we say unbelievers? Men who have not believed the gospel? Alright. It now says, look at verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh. Can we say you now? You who have believed the gospel? Right? Right? Alright. It says, but in the spirit. You are not in the flesh, but what? In the spirit. So, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, it is none of his. Look at verse 10. But if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. Right? But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11. I like this one. But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you. And he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mother body by his spirit that dwells in you. Can we say this is for the believer? Yes. Alright. So, therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, because you have left that level, right? You have left that level. To live after the flesh. You cannot be living after. So, you don't owe. So, can we simply say this means we don't owe the flesh anything? Right? Can we simply say you don't owe the unbelieving? Can you simply say when you came out of that life of being, you know, there was it's two life. I gave you a distinction when you are an unbeliever and now that you're a believer. Can we simply say when you came out of that world, when you passed from death to life, can we simply say you don't owe death anything anymore? Right? Can we simply say you don't owe that world? That you came from that word of darkness, that word of unbelief, that word of the flesh. Can we say you don't owe that word anything? Now you are now in a new world. Are you seeing it? Now, the best example I give as a layman is to explain it this way. It's just like saying you left a city or a country to a new country. That country has its own rules and regulations. That country has its own lifestyle. That country has its own world. It's just like me. I came from Indiana to, to New York. Now, New York is entirely different from Indiana. Are you seeing that? Now, it's a total world. I have to get New York license, New York ID card, right? New York rules and regulations are different from Indiana. So, so it's a new life entirely. Do I hold Indiana anything? No. I've left that level. Are you seeing that? So, that is the best way. So, now, as a path be created for me in New York, the path to get my license, the path to get my car registration, the car to get everything and um, do everything, it has already been created. That is exactly how that path has been created for us now in Christ. 
Are you seeing me? So you are not going to look back. You are just going to keep walking in the path that has been created for you. That is called walking in the spirit. A path has been created for you as believers that depicts your actions, your words, your character, your thoughts pattern, your thinking pattern. You can't be thinking fleshly again. You can't be thinking revenge again. You can't be thinking lust and 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 this and and dishonesty again. You can't be lying again. You can't be envying again. Are you seeing that? You can't have lasciviousness again, fornications again, because a path has been created for you. Are you seeing it? And you walk in the spirit. You walk in the spirit. So now look at it, verse 12. It now says, Therefore, brethren, we are therefore not to the flesh to live after the flesh. But if ye live after the flesh, ye shall do what? You're not looking at it. If ye live after the flesh, ye shall do what? But if ye live through the spirit, do mortify the this of the body, ye shall live. Look at what it now says in verse 14. For as many as led by the spirit of God, they are what? Do you now understand it now? It makes sense. Yeah. So, by the indwelling of the spirit in the believer, he walks after the spirit and not in the flesh. So, he is led by the spirit. Led we mean he is taken out from the flesh into the spirit. Remember I said, led it from the Greek word what? Ago, right? Born out. So, that means, can we safely say, you were, just like Moses led them out of Egypt, that is how we're led out of sin, right? We're led out of, of unbelief, right? We're left out of darkness. We are now in the kingdom of light. Can we say that? So that is how, it's like saying we are carried away into another place. We drove out of the place. Are you seeing it? So, look at in Romans, look at in verse 3. Look at in verse 3 of that same Romans. For what the law could not do. In that he was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son. Glory to God. In the likeness of sinful flesh. For sin. Condensing in the flesh. So Romans 8 verse 3 here. Is explaining how the flesh was defeated. By the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. That is why in Hebrews 2 verse 14. Go to Hebrews 2 verse 14. Hebrews 2 verse 14. Hebrews 2 verse 14 to 15. 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 It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So therefore now, Jesus defeated the flesh. Are you getting it? He, can we safely say Jesus defeated unbelief? Right? Alright. So he defeated the flesh by his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So therefore now, the believer being led by the Spirit refers to the new birth so the believer who is indwelt by the spirit has been led from the flesh into the spirit say i've been led you guys are too quiet for my life i've been led from the flesh into the spirit you have been led from the flesh to the spirit so you are alive in the spirit see i am alive in the spirit you're not saying like you may say i'm alive in the spirit you are alive in the spirit you are alive in the spirit you are alive in the spirit all the time. You are alive in the spirit. So, observe something now. The narrative from Moses' writing and how it was explained. Paul used, Paul explained the scriptures from Genesis to Malachi. He told us they are written for our learning. First Corinthians, Romans 15 verse 4. That the things written at fourth time are written for our learning. That true faith we might find hope and all of those things. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 6. It says that. Now these things were 
for we our examples these things were our examples to the internet that we should not lost after the things as they also lost it so if we read the examples of the old testament can we also see examples of how people were in the flesh and coming out of the flesh and all of those things we we'll see all of those things. look at in verse 11 now these things happened unto them for examples and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come so when we read the old testament writings they are examples to us are you getting what i'm saying we learn from the old testament we learn from the characters in the old testament and we see examples so the foreground of the teaching of the epistles in the is the old testament book I'll say it again. The foreground of the teaching of the epistles is the Old Testament. What is the epistles? Romans to Jude. Romans to Jude, the epistles. The foreground of the teaching of the epistles is the Old Testament book. So the Old Testament book explains the scriptures. The Old Testament book explains the scriptures. So one of the things we'll study in the next session, next, um, next week, uh, or uh, Tuesday, is... We'll look at the examples in the Old Testament. How men were led. Are you getting it? How men were led out of the flesh to the spirit. How men that lusted in the flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? We will see the examples. Are you getting me? And a pattern for us not to follow. Is it making sense to us? Is it making sense? So, you are born of the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Say, I am born of the spirit. Say, I am born of the spirit. You are born of the spirit. You are born of the Spirit. You are born of the Spirit. So remember, I said walking in the Spirit implies to tread on a path created for one to conduct oneself in a manner. So you and I, as a roundup now, you and I can walk in the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit means to conduct one's thoughts, your words, your lifestyle from the spirit. Remember, you are no longer in the flesh, right? You are now in the spirit. So your lifestyle has to be by the spirit. See, you know, when we say spirit, spirit, a lot of people think it's spooky. Oh, eh, you have to be spirit, Coco. You have to, you have to be sanctimonious, this and that. No, you don't necessarily have to do that. But there is a conservativeness you should have. You should just be conservative. You just you believe I mustn't be loquacious. You talk too much. Imagine a Christian who talks too much. You're just looking for gist here and there, what is not lost. That's the lifestyle of the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? You being on every reality show, then you find yourself suddenly reacting and getting angry easily, wanting to throw bottles at people. <laughs> That is you conducting yourself according to the patterns of the world. You find yourself having issues with somebody, then you carry your phone and start recording. That's the world. Imagine that's the world we live in today. You just have issues with somebody. Maybe somebody is fighting with you. You just pick your phone and start recording the person. Somebody is dying. Have an accident. You pick your phone and start recording. Bro. <laughs> So, walk in the spirit means to conduct one's thoughts. So, what is on your mind? Are you planning how you're going to do evil to Sister Favor? What's on your mind? What is on your mind? What's your thoughts? What's on your mind? Is your thoughts still the same like a man who is not born again? I don't like that sister. That sister is too irritating me. A believer. Somebody is irritating you. What's on your mind? What's your words like? Are your words seasoned with grace? What's your what do you speak? Are you very cautious when you talk? Or you just talk loosely, not minding anything? You know, there's this spirit of, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care whatever you say, I don't give a damn, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a this, I don't give a ah, ah. You see people on social media, they want to post something, I don't care what they want to say, you do not put an um, acronym, uh, you can, you, you can, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to say, eh? 
You know the bar. Some will use this word. They will do their hand like this. I what does that IDGF? What does what does IDGF mean? I don't give a half. So they not do their hand like this. I don't give what for what. Small, uh, there's one small girl I saw on social media. Everyone knows the girl. Yeah. There's one small girl I saw on social media. I'm not sure she's up to 19 years. I'm not sure. Every small thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? And the next month, I don't give a... <clears throat> I don't give a... <sighs> and she goes to church. Sunday like this, you will see picture. Sutana, Sutana, Sutana. You with the way they are start. Mm, sorry. <laughs> Everyone knows what I'm talking about. So what's your lifestyle like? People come around you and feel the glory of God, the presence of God. So I say, really? You know, what's your thought like? What's your actions like? What's your conduct like? Are you are you very are you very cocky, sassy? You're, that's a person that at work, you're, nobody wants to relate with you at work because it's like, ah, if you ah that person is odd pepper. <laughs> ah, don't try that. Hey, don't even go close. She will go and report you to the supervisor. Are you that kind of person? Are you getting what I'm saying? So what's your life like as a Christian? What's your conduct like? Watch what you watch on YouTube. What are you clicking like on? On your social media button? You're still liking rubbish things like that? It shows that, is, it shows that you have not really left the flesh. <laughs> You're still dancing around the flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. Say, I'm born of the Spirit. I walk in the Spirit all the time. Lift your hands and just bless the name of the Lord this evening. Be on your feet and just thank Him.